the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome back and good Friday morning. This is the Bruce Hooley Show and I'm Jack Windsor. Honored to be filling in for Bruce Hooley. Bruce, we love you. We continue to pray for you and your full recovery. We can't wait to have you back behind the microphone delivering the on-target analysis that listeners love. Hey, I want to bring onto the show State Senator Jerry Serino. He is a Republican representing Ohio's 18th district and uh, Senator Serino, thank you for making time to call in and uh, spend some time with us this morning. How are you? Well, I'm great, Jack. Thank you for having me today. Hey, it's always an honor. Um, thank you again. Uh, two things I want to make sure we, we march through. One is Senate Bill 83, and then you have a symposium. Uh, but I'm going to get your visceral response here. Did you listen? Okay. If, if you didn't listen, did you have a chance to consume any news on Joe Biden's speech last night and his effort, his urgent effort to tie Ukraine funding and Israeli funding together? And by the way, it also seems like uh, – funding for the Palestinian Liberation Organization, uh, and to urgently get it across the finish line. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I did, I, I did uh, Jack, have a chance to watch the president live and a little bit of analysis afterwards. And I'll give you my, my personal view on this is that I think it was a speech that was very poorly done. Uh, I think uh, lumping uh, aid for the Ukraine along with uh, the uh, response to Hamas to support Israel was a mistake. Yep. I think it's going to have problems when it gets to the House. I think I'm already hearing that there are some issues that certainly uh, that this will not pass the House in his current request. Um, I, I also think that he was he was way too soft on Iran. I mean, we all know <laughs> that the Biden policy of appeasement with Iran, and, and it goes back to the Obama administration's appeasement as well, is at the heart of this problem. Yep. And I would have expected and I hoped for some stronger language on Iran uh, by the president. And I was very disappointed that we heard nothing like that. I think you just uh, put the hammer to the nail head. Uh, you're, you're spot on. Optically, well, first of all, he sounds uh, often incoherent. And uh, I, I think when he sits there and says, uh, you know, this is this is the message that that America's or that, that the world's going to hear. What they're going to hear is somebody who sounds like the lights are on, but nobody's home. And the way that he did conflate a lot of conflicts and avoid entanglements that that the United States clearly has, evidently has, reportedly has. Uh, man, it, it, what a what a nightmare! But let's go to state business. You you have a bill called Enact Ohio Edu. Excuse me. Let me start over. Enact Ohio Higher Education Enhancement Act also known as Senate yeah. Bill 83. It's passed the Senate. It appears to be in a House Committee on Higher Education. What can you tell us about uh, Senate Bill 83? 
Well, I can tell you that uh, I'm very excited about it because I believe it's uh, it's needed. Uh, higher education in Ohio needs to have some enhancements and some corrections made if we're going to continue to deliver what we owe students, families, and businesses uh, in our state. Um, it has been in the committee. You know, we had the summer recess, which uh, held us back a little bit from proceeding. Mm-hmm. But I've been working very closely with Chairman Young in the House, uh, who is who is chair of the Higher Education and Workforce Committee. And uh, we've been making some modifications, some technical changes, and we still have a couple of things we're working through. I suspect we're going to get those uh, nailed down early next week. And uh, we expect it to proceed in the House, uh, getting voted out of his committee in the next couple of weeks and um, onto the floor in the House sometime in uh, mid-November. So this, this, uh, there were some rumors floating around by some of the media and academics who don't like this bill because they don't want to see any reforms enacted, uh, that this bill was, was dead and stuck in the House. Absolutely not. This bill is needed. It has a great deal of support from people I have been talking with in the House. Uh, of course, we have support in the Senate already. Uh, and uh, I believe this uh, bill is going to happen. It's much needed, mm-hmm. and it will be good for Ohio higher, higher education. One of the things that I read is, you know, diversity, equity, and inclusion. And I make no bones about this. That might be one of the biggest misnomers I've ever read in my life. Uh, that is right. about as partisan and uh, impractical. And frankly, I believe it's uh, it, it drives racism and hatred uh, into the hearts and minds of students. So you you deal a little bit with that issue um, and talk about intellectual diversity, making sure that really the mission statement of the of the institution is to educate, not to create little social justice warriors. Uh, please correct me if I'm wrong on any of this. Uh, uh, prohibition on support and training for certain concepts. Um, and and I also believe that you wanted to make sure that faculty evaluations included student and peer evaluations and uh, performance evaluations were done annually so that there isn't this, you know, I, I've been here a long time and I'm just going to wear the robe and, and I'm going to uh, continue to teach whether I'm effective or not. Uh, are there pieces of this legislation that you think are more critical than than others or do you think on the whole this is something that just needs to get over the finish line entirely well this is this is what's called uh jack a sort of an omnibus bill and it covers a lot of things Mm -hmm. and i decided to take that approach because there is so much that needed to be addressed in higher education uh you know why not tackle it all at the same time and some people don't like that some people like single subject bills uh, but, you know, we don't have a lot of time here to correct uh, where higher education has been going. You unpacked quite a few issues uh, in your summary of the bill, which was very much on target, by the way. Thank you. Um, and and I'll, I'll tell you that the, the whole idea is the macro look here is that diversity of opinion, diversity of thought should be overriding on our campuses today. Um, and, and right now we have had over the last 40 or 50 years such a preponderance of influence by liberal, left-of-center faculty and, and staff, in many cases, uh, on our campuses that have been teaching a monolithic approach yep. toward the world, uh, which has been very contrary to the uh, values of many of us have in the United States, anti-capitalism, anti-democracy, uh, is socialist uh, in their endeavors from an economic standpoint. And, and we need to move things more to the center, to uh, a neutral stage, and make sure that we're teaching our students how to think, not what to think. Amen. And so 
uh, on the diversity DEI side of things, you know, a lot of states and some people in Ohio wanted me to take the approach of completely outlawing DEI, uh, even though some of the studies right now that are coming out were, are showing, as you indicated earlier, that, that DEI is not productive, that it is actually causing more of a rift between races. Yep. Uh, it's not doing what anybody intended it to do, uh, except spend a lot of money and a lot of resources. And so I took the approach in Senate Bill 83 of making DEI training or coursework optional. Hmm. And it should not be and cannot be used as a litmus test when hiring or promoting uh, employees at the universities, which has been going on here. If you, if you want a job at a university right now, faculty or staff, uh, you've got to answer some questions in the interview. You've got to fill out some forms, and in some cases, even complete a uh, a uh, questionnaire. Uh, and if you don't answer it right in the monolithic approach to DEI, per the university's approach, you aren't getting hired. And so that will be eliminated. And some universities, like Ohio State, have already changed their policy and eliminated litmus testing in hiring, which is a is a great deal of progress. But Ohio State still spends $14 million a year on their DEI department, which includes 144 people uh, with probably close to 20% of them with six-figure salaries. Uh, Let me get correct. Senator, I I apologize. We've got about 20 seconds here, and I I apologize. Uh, Give us some details how to find out about the symposium in in about 15 to 20 seconds because you have a a symposium. uh, You can go to ohiosenate.gov. And uh, it will be streamed on the Ohio Channel Monday. There will be about 70 trustees from all of the 14 public universities in attendance. We have great speakers, uh, and it can be viewed live or archived on ohiosenate.gov on Monday uh, this coming week. He is State Senator Jerry Serino, a Republican representing Ohio's 18th District and creator of Senate Bill 83. Senator, thank you for joining us this morning on The Bruce Woolley Show. My pleasure, Jack. Thank you. Hey, stay tuned on the other side of this break. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Bruce Hooley Show. I'm Jack Windsor, filling in for Bruce, editor-in-chief of The Ohio Press Network. Find us at theohiopressnetwork.com and uh, get support from the Freedom Foundation. If you're not familiar with the Freedom Foundation, check them out. Uh, better yet, go to optouttoday.com. That's optouttoday.com. When you get there, you will see how simple and seamless it is to opt out of your union. Did you know if you're trying to get a government job, you don't have to join the union to get hired? And if you are a government employee, you don't have to pay union dues if you're not in the union. And you don't have to join the union. They may think make you think that you have to, but the Supreme Court said five years ago you don't have to. So if you opt out, you can save on average $1,100 per year. Here's the best part. That money doesn't go to the union bosses, which we know 97% of the time winds up in the bank accounts of progressives that create policies uh, that you're vehemently and morally opposed to in government and in our schools. So thank you to the Freedom Foundation uh, for your support. Right now, I want to go to the phone line, and I want to welcome in Joe Overholzer. Uh, Joe is a candidate for Kettering City Council District 1. Uh, welcome. First of all, welcome to the show, uh, Joe, and thank you for taking time to join us this morning. Uh, thanks, Jack. Uh, so I want to set it up this way. I, I was scrolling Facebook a couple of weeks ago, as I often do, 
at night uh, or when I'm, you know, gathering some news and insight. And I see this guy. Uh, it, it looks like he's operating a camera from a car. And then uh, I, I see some dude in, you know, uh, it looks like he's running by a gas station. And then all of a sudden I see the car pull up and, and approach this runner. And he says, hey, those are my signs. And this guy, this guy running in uh, really interesting running shorts, by the way, uh, proceeds to tear up a no on issue one sign, drop an F-bomb, and just flagrantly say, if you don't like it, call the police, and runs away. Uh, <laughs> Joe, can you bring us up to speed on what happened in that situation? First of all, I, I shared it because I can't stand criminals, particularly criminals that want to cancel and silence people who have a political viewpoint. But what happened there? Yeah, sure, Jack. So, uh, so yeah, I was out, I was out campaigning, uh, distributing literature throughout the city, uh, probably a couple miles away from uh, my house. And uh, so, my wife called me and said she just saw somebody stealing our uh, our vote no signs for issue one. Uh, it was the second time they've been stolen, uh, by the way. Um, and uh, so, she said he's running down the street. Uh, so I'm like, all right, well, let me go see if I can find him. Uh, so I went running, uh, driving down, uh, the, the street, uh, and sure enough, I, uh, I, I found him there running in front of the speedway and, um, you know, turned my camera on and, uh, you know, uh, asked him if, uh, or, uh, told him those are my signs, signs that he stole. And, uh, like you said, he proceeded, he proceeded to, uh, tear up the signs, uh, drop them. Uh, it sounded like he's saying something to the effect of put this on your little video. And, uh, and then, of course, he told me to F off and said, call the police. I told him I will, and uh, and I did. So now he's uh, being, been charged with theft and criminal dam- damaging. Wow. Okay. So, you know, um, I did hear that he, first of all, that, that the police were actively looking for him. Let me ask you this, and I don't want to spend too much time in the weeds here, but uh, are the police there? Because it, it, it appears that this is a common theme. Supporters of issue one don't only not want you to vote yes, they want to destroy your property if you say you're going to vote no. Are the police there taking that seriously? Are they investigating these sign thefts? Well, I know uh, I know they did in my case, and I filed a report. Um, I you know I can't speak for any other cases that have been filed. Um, I do have an acquaintance, uh, another acquaintance, acquaintance in Kettering, who told me, uh, I believe it was last Thursday, who told me they had a vote no sign stolen from their yard and also a, uh, a Lynn Quillen for Kettering School Board, a good friend of mine who's running for school board out here, uh, stolen, and they said they filed a, a police report. Um, uh, so yeah, I think they are. Okay. Uh, I mean, they did a mic. They did uh, definitely did in my case. They, uh, I think they need a uh, evidence. You know, they need a good lead, like the video I had. <laughs> that was a great lead. That was a great lead. I mean, uh, you had him dead to rights. Uh, so, uh, final question on this one, um, on this subject. Uh, did I read that this guy's a government employee, a state government employee? Yes, the uh, the cop told me that he is a Ohio Child Support Enforcement Officer. Wow. Ohio's finest uncovering that uh, a guy that gets taxpayer dollars uh, <laughs> doesn't want you uh, to exercise your right to political speech. Well, I hope they throw the book at him. I really do. I hope he learns a lesson. I hope that he's not only embarrassed, but embarrassed to the point that he – repents and actually understands uh, the gravity of what he did. So tell us, uh, we've got just a couple of minutes here, Joe. You're running for city council. Why are you running? And uh, what needs fixed that you're going to fix? 
Well, my is that, well, first of all, uh, you know, with the lockdowns and all the restrictions, I got uh, much more politically active uh, due to the restrictions of our freedom uh, during that. Um, you know, I met up with uh, uh, Jeff Louderback. We were uh, going to eat at restaurants that uh, were not participating in the, in the lockdown and the mask mandates. And I, that just set, led to me getting more involved. I founded a group called Citizens for a Stronger Kettering, and Kettering, um, the primary goal of... Um, uh, recruiting and uh, supporting local candidates uh, for office. Um, so I led the uh, last time I supported a, a different candidate uh, two years ago, and um, a uh, way left to center candidate ended up winning. So uh, so I decided to run. Decided to run this time. Uh, so that's the primary reason, and uh, I just think we need uh, need to change some things in our city. Uh, you know, need better fiscal responsibility. We need uh, need our police supported. Uh, supported better we need to not uh we need less um uh, we need to stop bringing in the, the low-income housing in our, our neighborhood like my opponents yep yep well let me ask you this where can uh, do you have a place that uh listeners that maybe in your area or know people in your area that are voting can go to find out more donate volunteer those types of things uh, sure, you have a website. It's uh, overholzerforkettering.com. That's uh, overholzer. It's the, the the number four, kettering.com. I'm, uh, uh, I'm social media. Overholzerforkettering.com. Social media, go ahead. Yep. Uh, yeah, I'm just I'm on uh, Facebook by, on my name. So that's my primary uh, social media presence is Facebook. Uh, so uh, so I have over, uh, yeah, I have, a, I, have a, I have my personal page, and then there's an overholzer for kettering um, campaign page, too. Excellent. He is uh, Joe Overholzer. He is a candidate for Kettering City Council, and it is uh, District 1, correct? Yes, sir. All right. Hey, thank you for spending time with us this morning on The Bruce Willie Show. I wish you the best. And thank you, by the way, for having the courage to uh, out somebody uh, that was uh, really a, a thief. So thank you for all, you, all you're trying to do and uh, for holding some folks accountable. My pleasure. Thanks, Jack. Hey, thank you, Joe. All right. So um, that's interesting, isn't it? Uh, I don't know if it boils your blood like it does mine, but my blood boils when I see stuff like that happen. Um, it really does. Uh, speaking of blood boiling and uh, getting frustrated, um, it appears that the House does not yet have a speaker. But in case you didn't hear, uh, I, I wanted to share this with you. I'm still running for speaker, and I plan to go to the floor uh, and get the votes and win this race. That is Congressman Jim Jordan from Ohio, and he did just that. He went to the floor, and the third vote happened this morning. He did not win. My understanding is that lawmakers are carving out time to stay there over the weekend. This might be a 14-round, 15-round marathon like we saw with McCarthy. Uh, But Jim Jordan has some unfinished business. They tried to go the route of empowering the speaker pro tem uh to get through this uh, interim time but that was not something that uh, they could get done so jim jordan vying for speaker again we'll keep you updated as we hear news out of washington dc stay tuned three-star general michael j flynn head of the pentagon intelligence agency knew all the government's dirty secrets he was one of the most respected generals in the military flynn knew what the intel world had been up to he understood its funding he ordered the first audit of the use of contractors this set off alarm bells 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.